The Bellamy House grew old, along with the College Hill neighborhood. Prosperity in the 19th century had lined these streets with large, extravagantly decorated mansions. But by the time the Great War came, the rich were building their new mansions near the Country Club in Irving Park, and College Hill began its long, slow decline. While elderly widows continued to live in the houses their rich husbands built them, other homes fell vacant and were bought by entrepreneurs who began renting them out. Soon some began to be redivided into apartments, with kitchens and bathrooms added wherever they might fit. And as the decay grew worse, the rents fell until students at the growing university could afford them. That was the end of the neighborhood. At first the students were all young ladies and therefore civilized, but no matter how refined their manners, they were transients, and the houses did not belong to them. Then came the end of segregation, and the women's college became the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Frats and sororities swallowed up the best of the houses near the growing campus. The rest of the houses were cut up into ever smaller apartments, with students packed in shoulder to shoulder, or so it seemed. They cared nothing for the yards. The landlords seemed to care even less. All of these things happened to the Bellamy House, including a brief stint as a sorority in the early 60s. But when gentrification came to the neighborhood in the early 80s, the Bellamy House was passed by. In 1987, the aging landlord moved to Florida, and in the vain hope that leaving it empty would help to sell it, stopped renting the rooms. It quickly became a derelict, boarded up, vandalized, lawn gone to weeds and only mowed a couple of times a year. The for sale sign stayed up long enough for the red paint to disappear completely. Then it fell over in a storm, and no one put it back up again. No one wanted the house. It had been so badly deformed when it was cut into apartments. No one even wanted the land, with its corner location and gully in the backyard. The landlord forgot he owned the property. And, as if to rebuke the house even further, the carriage house and servants' quarters next door remained in good repair. Long since converted into a residence, it was old but well-tended, the yard neatly trimmed. It seemed to thrive as the Bellamy house itself withered. Until the day in August 1996, when Don Lark drove by in his slightly beat-up red Ford pickup, then turned around and came back for another look. He parked on Baker Street, got out of the truck, and walked all the way around the house, sizing it up. He found the fallen for sale sign, turned it over and took down the name and number of the real estate agency. The realty had changed names twice since the sign went up, but the phone number was still the same. Don stood at the payphone at the best way on Walker and explained to the woman on the telephone that the only for sale sign on the property had her agency's phone number on it. I'm sorry, but we don't show an active listing for that address. What about a passive listing? I'm afraid I don't understand what your... I don't really care who's listing it, ma'am. You have real estate agents there, right? And real estate agents are able to look up the ownership of property and tell buyers, namely me, who the owner is and whether he wants to sell and, if so, for how much. Does any of this sound familiar? 
No need to get snide with me, sir. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend, ma'am. I just want to find out about this property, and it wasn't me that painted your phone number on the sign. Hold, please. He held. He had to put in another quarter he held so long. And then another woman came on the phone. This is Cindy Claiborne. Can I help you? Are you a real estate agent? I sure hope so. A cheerful voice, gratefully heard. My name's Don Lark, and I'm interested in a derelict property on the corner of Baker and Motley. The for sale sign had your phone number on it, but the sign was old and it fell down a long time ago. The receptionist said you didn't have a listing for it, an active listing anyway. Well, it sounds like a mystery. Don remembered Reverend Gardner from his childhood, who used to answer Don's endless questions by saying, Well, I guess that's a mystery.